Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. on a Tuesday afternoon. Kimbo on the Roots with you. Thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. We absolutely love them. And Hyundai, the car of the future. We're about to cross to Perth for Bharat Sundaras. And before we do that, Roots, here's a lovely text. Seems it's our last day. Thank you, Kimbo and Roots, for providing a great and balanced, particularly for football in this state, afternoon sports show. We look forward to hearing you again next season. That's from Damien. Thank you, Damo. Merry Christmas to you. Now, before we go to Barat, because I know he's listening, this was interesting. Um, Mitch Stark had this to say about which oval and cricket ground is the best in Australia. Yeah, certainly Adelaide. I think that's probably the best place to play cricket in the country. Um, has been for a long time. Obviously, the pink ball it creates a different atmosphere and a different feel. Um, I think it's probably the best wicket in the country. Uh, Optus is, is probably a close second as well. So, um, yeah, I think they're two very good cricket wickets. Um, I think we've seen some very good contests there between bat and ball um, over, I guess, it's been a little while, obviously, for yeah. Perth. But um, Adelaide's always a fantastic test and always, I think, always is a good, a good competitive fixture between bat and ball, which I think is, is all you ask for in test cricket. Now, Bharat Sundarasan, he's a global cricket guru. He's part of the SEN Summer of Cricket. He's been to every cricket stadium around the world. He joins us from Perth now. Good afternoon, Bharat. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Um, yeah, I'm totally with uh, Mitchell Stark there. Uh, not only is the Adelaide Oval the best ground in the world, when they do inevitably make that movie about uh, me moving to Adelaide, it'll start with the first scene will be me on, on the flight, just looking at the Adelaide Oval as the flight's about to land. That's where it starts. <laughs> oh, you're doing stand-up now. You're getting ahead of yourself, Barat. Uh, yeah, what, would, what would be the next best around the world? Because you've been everywhere. You've seen nearly every cricket stadium. What, what would be the next best stadium? Uh, look, uh, I mean, it depends. Uh, like, a lot of grounds in England have a lot of character. And I don't mean lots. I think... Uh, I'm not, funnily enough, a big fan of Lords. I prefer a ground like Edgebaston or Trentbridge, to be honest. Uh, but wow. um, I was in Christchurch a couple of years ago, and uh, oh yeah, the Hagley Oval is beautiful. Like you know, it's it's got a lovely feel to it, lovely character. So too the Basin Reserve. So uh, my number two would be, uh, I think, the Basin Reserve in Wellington. Really? Any in the West Indies? Uh, no, but the Kensington Oval the, and in Barbados it has great history and it's got the best yeah, press box. I yeah. mean, you can see, you can sit there and you're right over the bowler's arm. And I remember uh, you're literally so close to the action that uh, I once was covering a game in Barbados and having eating something. And one of the Indian fast bowlers turned around in his run-up and kind of like signaled to me asking me what I was eating. That's how close you are <laughs> like, you know, wow. to the ground huh. in Barbados. Yeah. And Lords doesn't capture you? 
Uh, look, I think it's more a dress code thing. As you guys know, oh, I don't like okay. to really... Uh, yeah, well, we get you now. <laughs> Uh, though, though yes. I have to say, it's not that they have converted me. Like I still manage to sneak in. I, I uh, sweet talk my way in wearing whatever I wear, which is uh, quite a shock to the system for a lot of people at Lords. <laughs> As I said, you certainly livened up the ABC the other day when you're on their uh, Sunday show <laughs> with your happy pants. They're absolutely beautiful. Uh, you're at one of the newest stadiums in the world tomorrow, Perth Stadium at 12:50 tomorrow. Australia takes on the West Indies. Firstly, your thoughts on Perth Stadium? Uh, I, I, I've covered the two test matches that uh, the stadium has hosted and I still refer to it as a, as a footy stadium that hosts cricket. Uh, you know, it's got okay. a very uh, yeah. Yeah. stadium feel to it. Uh, you know, I was at the WACA the last two days watching the teams train and I still have, uh, you know, like a soft corner for, for the WACA or grounds with character. I mean, why is the Adelaide Oval the best? Because it gives you the stadium feel, but it's also got that very old, old school feel and it's got so much character, mm. uh, which... I think maybe the Optus Stadium will grow into, you know, creating its own legacy, I guess, in some ways. But, yeah, it, it, it's unfortunate that COVID took away two years of test cricket away from here. Well, the summer of cricket revs up tomorrow when we take on the West Indies. You've been watching the boys train. What did you think of the team that's been selected? Anyone unlucky? Uh, I mean, look, you have to say Scott Boland's slightly unlucky, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. the last time he played, uh, he couldn't stop taking wickets and he hasn't played a test match since Hobart, uh, which means that his average is still under 10, uh, which is not <laughs> a bad, you know, bad record to have, even if he doesn't get to play. Uh, but, I mean, Josh Hazelwood uh, has played what, two test matches in the last 12 months. Who would have thought that would ever happen? So, uh, it's good to see him back. Uh, you know, he's been bowling really well across all formats. Uh, so Australia have just gone in with, you know, the the more traditional bowling attack, which uh, has been so settled for so long now. And are you comfortable with the batting order? Uh, yeah, I think the batting order over the last 12 or 18 months has sort of settled in with Cam Green having found his feet. Uh, Travis yeah. said, I thought left a few runs behind in Pakistan. Uh, and maybe in Sri Lanka as well. But, uh, you know, he's coming off that incredible Ashes summer last year. So it's only fair they start with him. And he's in such uh, red-hot form at the bat, just the runs he made in the one-day format. Uh, we'll hold him in good stead. And he's spent more time in the net than I've actually seen Travis Head do in the lead-up okay. to test matches. So he's really focused on, uh, you know, really once, once more cementing his place at number five. Okay, we once dreaded... The West Indies as an opponent, particularly even in Australia, and they had the most fearful strike attack ever known. What do you make of the West Indies today? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up as a massive, massive West Indian fan. Funnily enough, like I started watching cricket in ninety one, ninety two when they had the decline had sort of started. Uh, but yeah. um, you know, it's it, it's a pity that like uh, you know we've had to wait seven years in Australia for a West Indian team to come. And uh, in a way, it's, it's good. The, the, like, you know, the quirkiness of uh, cricket scheduling means that they'll be back here next year as well to maybe play three tests. So it kind of could mm. set up a nice rivalry again. Uh, and think about it, right? Pat Cummins spoke about having never played test cricket against West Indies. A lot of guys in this Australian team have not faced the West Indian side in test cricket, which is shocking to the system. Uh, but they have an interesting team. Uh, some young fast bowlers, Hima Roach is still around. Um, and uh, a very dogged batting lineup, very different to the West Indians that you guys grew up on in the 70s and 80s. Uh, yeah. Not too much flair in the batting, but I think the bowling will will turn a few heads, I have a feeling, over the next couple of weeks.
Okay. Virat, you attended the Pat Cummings press conference a little early today, not long ago. Um, how did that go? And did Justin Langer get a mention? <laughs> I mean, it, I think everybody was just trying to kind of... Uh, uh, it was almost one of those uh, things. You know, you give the first session to the bowler and then you get runs towards the end. I think that's how the press conference played out. Uh, every, all the, the journalists took their time, but eventually Justin Langer did feature heavily. But look, I think Pat Cummings, as he has throughout this saga, just played played it perfectly and he was the bigger person he said look uh justin said what he had to say he said there are no cowards in this australian team or uh, there have never been any australian cowards in any australian team uh and he also kind of said that look i'm not someone who discloses uh what gets said in private discussions but he also then said look it's fair i'm glad thank you justin for coming out and clearing the air about the cowards word being used so I thought he played it really well and I mean I think his message was can we please focus on the cricket there are so many positive things happening in Australian cricket and and I'm with him as well I mean I know it was understandably like you know it blew up in the last few days uh, but the test summers here it's starting tomorrow I think maybe we should all just focus on what's going to happen on the field but but on that point Barat, we know that there was some disappointment with the crowds in Western Australia during the World Cup and the notion was that the Australian team was on the nose among the West Australians because of the Justin Langer mm. factor. Is that showing up in ticket sales for the Test match? Uh, yeah, I mean, from what we've heard, um, we don't have any official numbers yet, but the ticket sales are pretty low, uh, is is what everyone's reporting. Uh, and again, like I said, it's, it's maybe the Justin Langer factor has something to play with it, but yeah. uh, we didn't see massive crowds when New Zealand played here before the pandemic, 2019 either. Uh, the Indian test right. saw a decent crowd because India was around. So I don't think that has a big role to play in it. I just feel because it's the first test of the summer and test cricket hasn't come to these parts for so long, I still think there'll be enough people uh, showing up. Uh, look, and it's unfortunate that West Indies don't have many fans anymore. Right? Back in the day, even neutrals would support them. So exactly, I think that yes. plays into it as well. Okay. Barat, uh, are we going to see a five-day test? Who's going to win? Give us your prediction. Uh, look, I think if Australia bat first, then I think we do. We should see like a game which should go to at least day four. I mean, Australia should uh, hands down win both Test matches rather comfortably. But all I will say is you shouldn't underestimate the West Indian team. It's not as I mean, five six years ago when they came, they were very very poor. But I think they will stand up and be counted a little more. And and that's me speaking of half with hope and half with some confidence. Uh, so I think it'll be a good series. It'll be a good, uh, solid test series. You are yeah. an absolute gentleman. Barat, we thank you for everything you've done for us right throughout the year. We look forward to your coverage on SEN right throughout the summer. Uh, enjoy the test. We're going on holiday. So thank you again for all your support <laughs> throughout the year. Uh, anytime, guys. No worries at all. And enjoy your holiday. Yeah, we've made you a rock star, the Dave Grohl lookalike. <laughs> Good on you, Barat. He's an absolute ripper. Well, his wardrobe's doing it for him anyway. <laughs> that, that was interesting, not allowed in at Lords, because no, he wears all the happy not pants. Surprised. Hey, Roots, we're going to go to a break, and then we're going to announce the winner of the competition we've been running the last month, which is Beat the Boys. Ooh. Fairly simple concept. Uh, people could ring through. They take on you or me for best a, of three where's questions. Where's the barrel? Where is the barrel? They, it was done. It was done oh. with the site. We had to have scrutineers there. Right. Because it's $1,000 worth of Indeed. free fuel. Right. So we We'll announce the winner after this break and we'll get the winner on the phone and give them the good news. They've got $1,000 worth of free fuel, all thanks to Hyundai. Now, we're live from the Mosaic Hotel. The crowd is building, Rooch. It's very quiet. It's a little bit eerie. Could you make a bit of noise so we sound like we're out? 
Hey, beautiful. We don't care how loud you get. Uh, we're going to be self-indulgent. Here's a nice text that's come through. Roochie, Roach, Roach. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Happy last day of the year. After searching for many years, it's outstanding to have a show that actually gives genuine airtime to Port Adelaide as well as the Crows. Uh, enjoy a well-deserved break. That's Benny from Martin. We always say, have opinions, not agendas, Roach. Rightio. It took you 30 years to come to grips with that. We're coming to a break now. This is Kimbo. a bit slower than you, Kim. Yeah, bloody hell. I've always been balanced, Roach. Oh, always. You just made me swear always. then. It's 3.49. <laughs> Don't get narky on the last day.